This is the Africa Vantage Podcast. Karibu sana. Hamzambo hamzambo Africa welcome to the Africa Vantage podcast uh, we hope that you are doing fantastic and of course on the Africa Vantage podcast we share with you african conversations worth having as we bring you great continental vibes around the week and uh, we hope that uh, you are well my name is Spikes and uh, today we are looking forward to having a really engaging conversation as we discuss our matters that are affecting the african people and uh, we seek to bring solutions to the table not just discussing about the challenges that we are facing uh, we also hope to bring us uh, some of the solutions that uh, we can be able to ascribe to some of uh, these challenges in the hope of uh, getting a better africa and uh, in the hope of uh, really getting a better standing as an african people economically uh, politically socially and in other spheres of life so much welcome and uh, like i said you can get to interact uh, with us anywhere on our social media platforms we are on instagram africa vantage podcast we are also on twitter africa vantage uh, you can also find us uh, on facebook africa vantage uh, we also do have the co-host he goes by the name lakson kamau karibu sana thank you we are happy that you are with us in the studio today and uh, we are also hoping that uh, we shall be able to dissect uh, some of uh, today's uh, matters in the rightful way and uh, to go straight into it i just want to introduce our topic for today our topic uh, of discussion today is about uh, cheap imports into africa the implications and the remedies of having these uh, imports are uh, brought into africa you can also call it the dumping of goods and uh, if you're wondering uh, the dumping of goods occurs when a country or a company exports a product at a price that is lower in the foreign importing market than the price in the exporter's domestic market and uh, we can give you a perfect example with the chinese uh, we have seen uh, many african countries being flooded with chinese goods that are going for lower prices than uh, even uh, maybe perhaps they are going in china you know we do have so many different um, exporting zones and manufacturing zones in china uh, where some of uh, these companies go in so 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 some of uh, these products we know of electricals and other different kinds of uh, gadgets and they are brought into the market and they do flood uh, our country and uh, for example let me just even uh, use kenya i don't know if you have experienced uh, these in the re- in the recent years yes yes of course and uh, when we talk about uh, dumping we look at electronic goods yeah and uh, a good is supposed to be made with cobalt and gold yeah they they have a cheaper product made with copper yeah. or aluminium yeah. so the product does not achieve the quality that it should offer the service or its longevity yeah. uh, you find it's not a durable product yeah it just stays for like uh, maybe two weeks or maybe two yeah. months at most then uh, so, you have to go buy another one yeah so yeah. you you find a phone in in uh, the western countries america yeah. and uh, europe yeah. it's made in china yeah. same brand but when it comes to africa yeah. it's a different case yeah. so china it's as if it makes it, these products for third world countries yeah. just to create employment for its people but when they do that yeah. the local market will definitely suffer look at the for example the textile industry yeah. We have African countries producing high quality textile uh, products, uh, products clothes. using our own cotton yeah. and are using our own sisal and other different materials yeah. Yes. Then the product is exported to western countries. Yeah. 
However, yeah. Africans themselves cannot afford those clothes. True. Instead, they have to purchase the, the cheap, cheap goods from China, which are made from uh, lower quality cotton yeah. and linen yeah. and so on. So, when these products come to our country, yeah. they flood the market. Yeah. If you are a tailor trying to use local products yeah. and create employment, you're driven out of the market. You are, of course, driven out of the market. Yeah. And uh, the greatest uh, victim in this case is South Africa because they were a manufacturing country. Yeah. Today, I think the the country is those more. industries have been locked up. If you look at the textile companies, for example, in Western Kenya, we did have um, one of the textile companies in yeah, uh, Kikomi, in, it's Kikomi yeah. Yeah. yeah, and River Tex and River Tex as well. But you yeah. know, they they have been uh, shut down because of uh, these kinds of a competition. But yes, the objective of dumping is to increase uh, market share in a foreign market yeah. by driving out the competition and thereby creating a monopoly situation uh, where the exporter will be able to uh, unilaterally dictate the price and the quality of the product. And that is what has been happening with most uh, goods that have been dumped uh, with, the, uh, with the African market. Yeah. And what has been happening is that uh, we do have con consumer organization bodies or consumer organize, uh, organize, uh, consumer protection organizations, mm -hmm. but they have failed to, you know, to, to actually address this particular matter. Uh, for example, even through the Chamber of Commerce, which is another big uh, body, for example, right but, here in Kenya, we do have the Kenya Chamber of Commerce. I yeah, believe they should be also looking I into this. I the, think the policies of these bodies, the WTOs, the yeah. TCAD, uh, yeah. those bodies, is the, they are targeting more to help their the developed countries yeah. get uh, what extract raw materials from Africa yeah Africa mm. and other third world countries mm. so they give the the advantage the the developed countries yeah. achieve uh, get cheap resources from Africa and also create jobs for their own people yeah in their own countries. jobs yeah. okay not, not a matter of jobs because yeah. uh, when it comes to jobs, uh, these materials are taken to China. Yeah. Even the, the Western countries complain that they are, the employment shift, labor shifted yeah. to China and they lost those manufacturing jobs. Yeah. Basically, it's, uh, it's the corporates who are uh, more advantaged or who are doing all these businesses. Yeah. They are the lobby groups behind the World Trade Organization, yeah. World Bank. Yeah. So the policies they dictate to these particular organizations yeah. are meant to give them more profits, yeah. less when less input cost, yeah. and more productive, more more, more, more profit, revenue. more revenue for their own. Yeah. yeah. So when you have a cheap inputs, yeah. it's better for you to make more profits. Yeah. It's better for you to sell products at a cheaper rate. Yeah. So they create policies that ensure the Africa remains poor at the bottom yeah. because it can actually a, be preyed upon. A good example, I'll give you a good example. For instance, uh, Kenya, uh, like, let's say like 20 or 15 years ago, yeah. had not yet opened its market to China. Yeah. And uh, it's imports, well, even if it had, it wasn't as yeah. much. Yeah. You, you check uh, imports and manufacturing. For instance, we had uh, a, a refinery at Mombasa which would produce find of products yeah. petroleum products yeah. and uh, today it's non-existent it's just uh, tanks which are empty tanks yeah. which people can go and see and hear we once had a refinery yeah however, a changamo. yeah, changamo yeah. Refinery. yeah. however today yeah. you'll see imports uh, oil imports chinese imports yeah. they flooded our market yeah. 
since we opened up the the Chinese market motorcycles and all that mm. it's a good thing because uh, it created employment for the locals the small holder businesses mm. however for the at, at a national level mm. we are losing a lot because we have to pay for those imports mm. using euro bonds and mm. so forth government has to keep on borrowing more borrowing money more money to mm. To balance it, pay some of our these taxes. Yeah. Like you're borrowing to make sure that you're also paying. So it's a whole yeah, lot of. Yeah, and uh, you you realize that local currencies cannot do not apply yeah. in the international market. Yeah. So you need dollars and more dollars yeah. to get uh, these products. Yeah. So if Africa is not manufacturing its own goods, it is at, not. Yeah, yeah, at a cheaper at a cheaper price than China, which is very difficult because the Chinese as the labor. And also yeah, the machine. We, we have the labor but we don't yeah. have the technical skills yeah. that the Chinese do. Yeah. So we are disadvantaged. The best option now yeah. Yeah. it's to have uh, maybe like countries like Bangladesh and uh, India and yeah. Pakistan they prefer doing business in Africa yeah. more than their home country because of too much competition. Yeah. So if you bring these people to Africa and start manufacturing it will cut off that mm. it will ensure it will create competition against these cheap cheap imports yeah. and create local employment because i believe africa would uh, offer has a lot of uh, big youth population and also the resources are there yeah, you know, and also some the of resources. resources the, the raw, raw materials that so are needed these are organizations yeah. the, the world bank and the wtos yeah. They have to create. They always they always creating policies that ensure that that does not happen. Hmm. It makes it difficult to start an industry. Okay, we can also say African governments are to blame because hmm. there there is not there is a protection of yeah, local local not, companies. Yes, and they are what can you term can you use? They are under the the influence of. It's the influence and coercion and the control and the power. You can use all new, those different resources. That is neocolonialism. They are under the control of those organizations yeah. because these politicians want to protect their ill-gotten wealth. And also, uh, we have uh, to look at the three main types of uh, dumping. Uh, there is a uh, persistent uh, dumping. There is a uh, predatory dumping and sporadic uh, dumping. Uh, this has happened not just in Africa, but even in many other different, uh, you know, uh, places uh, in the world. Uh, remember, this is the Africa Vantage podcast, and we are discussing a conversation about uh, the dumping of uh, goods in Africa, and uh, really what can be done to make sure that we are solving uh, this particular problem. So we are discussing about the implications and the remedies. Uh, for the dumping of uh, goods in Africa, especially from the Chinese, and uh, how this has actually impacted uh, different uh, aspects of uh, you know uh, matters right in Africa, economic-wise, and uh, even uh, social, economic, and other different aspects of like we shall be taking a short music break. Uh, when we come back, we shall be discussing more right here on the Africa Vantage podcast. We are glad that you all tune in. Remember, you can get to interact with us on our social media platforms. We are Africa Vantage podcast on Instagram, uh, Africa Vantage on Twitter, as well as Africa Vantage podcast on Facebook. Do keep interact, do keep it interactive with us, and uh, we hope that at the end of the day, we can have a better Africa. Uh, we are also able to shape, uh, you know, Africa with different ideas and also action, uh, which is a goal for this particular platform. We shall be right back after this short music break.
Yes, karibuni sana once again to the Africa Vantage podcast. Uh, we hope that you are doing fantastic and I thank you so much uh, for choosing us uh, to be your weekly number one uh, podcast. And remember, we can get interactive with us on our social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Africa Vantage podcast. Uh, you can also find us on our Instagram, Africa Vantage podcast, as well as on Facebook, Africa Vantage podcast. In case you do have a question or a comment or a query, uh, you can email us africa africa management at uh, gmail.com africa management at gmail.com uh, we'll actually be putting uh, that right in the description uh, box so that you can also be able to find us in case you do have a question a query a comment a suggestion uh, we are very very much uh, open to that and we have been having an important discussion that has to do with the implications and also the remedies of uh, dumping in africa we have seen so many uh, chinese goods you know just chinese but even uh, goods from all over the world being dumped in africa uh, which has a lot of uh, consequences uh, first and foremost the products have no longevity just like our lag zone was explaining a little bit earlier before we took the break you find that you buy a product it's not even durable you know you're supposed to use this particular product maybe for a couple of years but by the time you're done with with a month by the time you you over you know you're using the product for a month uh, that particular product has already a spot or it's already broken uh, so these are some of the challenges that are facing we also do have uh, the counterfeit goods also being uh, brought here you know some of the expert or some of the goods that are not are not of good quality which are substandards are being dumped right here on the african continent and uh, that is uh, what has been happening and um uh, of course, uh, we also do have what you do call seasonal dumping. Uh, seasonal dumping is when an exporter has a bumper crop. And uh, this is when, uh, you know, they're trying to offload some of uh, their bumper, if you might call it so. And this is the excess, but they also bring in that excess and, you know, they want to sell it for a lower price. Yes, a good example of seasonal dumping yeah. is uh, European chickens uh, in Ghana. Yeah. The Ghanaian market or the West African market yeah. has a habit of taking in excess surplus chickens mm. from Europe. Mm. If the Europeans eat them chickens and they are they are enough for them, mm. Ghana is their dumping ground. Mm. We also found Ghana was the dumping ground of uh, faded electronic products. Mm. And you find children siphoning through this dangerous and toxic electronic materials. Mm. Uh, talking of implications and remedies, mm. I'd like to list a few reasons why African Africa has been disadvantaged when it comes to dumping. Yeah, and making its own, producing its own products. Yeah. Uh, one of those reasons mm. is uh, energy cost. In Africa, mm. you find electricity tariffs are too high. Yeah. Second thing, even though they produce electricity cheaply. Yeah. The electricity or electric energy is not consistent. Yeah. You have blackouts. Even in the biggest, in the largest economy. Like South Africa. Yeah. We yeah. know the problems with ESCOM. Yeah. So Africa should work out a policy of creating consistent electric uh, in supply, energy. In, sup- enough energy. I've seen Ethiopia yeah. doing that right now. Because yeah, Ethiopia they do have the has brand a, license yeah, that they are working on. Yeah, Ethiopia has yeah. done it. Yeah. And uh, another advantage we, or something we can take advantage of, yeah. w- the West African countries, the Nigerians and uh, the Cote d'Ivoire and Senegos, yeah. they are about four hours or three hours behind us. Yeah. So there are difference. Yeah, yeah that uh, we have a peak time between six p.m. and 11, 11 p.m. Yeah. When we are at peak time, yeah. they might not be at their peak. Yeah. So we, we can import 
electricity from them mm. and when we are as they are at their peak mm. they import from us so a connected grid mm. will help africa produce that would be a wonderful way of looking at it but you have also seen uh, for example the drc congo the drc congo has a lot of uh, yeah, energy, uh, potential. energy energy potential if you yeah, look at the rivers the rivers yeah, there we do have the river congo yeah that, that is one of the largest sources of energy africa can tap into yeah. uh, the second thing is our market yeah. whether it be Comesa, africa as a whole yeah. east africa we have uh, so many barriers and uh, red tape yeah. between african countries that for instance uh, you find that uh, south african cannot buy flowers directly from kenya because they don't have the same currency no, they have to use that party the currency yeah, yeah. because of the tariffs between yeah. those two countries yeah. so you find between Kenya and Netherlands, mm. they have a good uh, flower ta- flower export tariff. Mm. So Netherlands will buy those flowers from Kenya mm. and uh, take them to its country. Mm. Or and not, sell them to uh, South Africa. doesn't even have to t- take those flowers to their country. Mm. They might ship them directly to South Africa. Mm. Since South Africa mm. and Kenya, mm. on a different level, mm. have signed an agreement with the Netherlands mm. to ship cut flowers yeah. at a uh, at good price, yeah. Yeah, yeah at good tariffs yeah. but if you do the same f- directly from Kenya to South Africa it will be much efficient and cheaper yeah but yeah. at the moment it, it's easier to yeah. go through Netherlands, Netherlands. Yeah. that case applies to even air air transport yeah. you'll you'll except for Ethiopia which has come up the others are actually making losses. I don't think yeah. there's any African airline that is uh, making profit apart from Ethiopian airlines. You have talked about Kenya Airways, South African Airways, Uganda Airways. Yeah. All of these companies are actually some, operating some countries, some African countries to travel to. Yeah. You need to go through Europe or yeah. Middle East yeah. to reach those countries. Except Ethiopia has changed that yeah. narrative. Yeah. So this that would I'll call it the second uh, problem we have yeah. first is energy the second one is uh, trade barriers amongst yeah. ourselves yeah. the third problem we have yeah. is lack of skills africans lack the skills i think that problem is even greater than corruption yeah. because even if you brought industries to africa yeah. and the population might well be educated but even graduates and all that yeah. but they do not have the skill to maybe make a nail, a simple steel nail. And you know, I understand those toes. Someone was telling me about uh, setting up a factory for, for nails. You know, you, you buy like a whole, it's like a bulb door. You know, the way you have yeah, a long, long, yeah, long door, yeah, then yeah. it's just cut. The machine just cuts yeah, them and, 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 it's shapes not really, them. and shapes them. It's not yeah. really like it's, it's supposed to be difficult. Yeah, but we are not even able to set up simple yeah, factories like that. like that, even toothpicks. And uh, you find, that's why I was saying, <clears throat> These these people from Bangladesh, Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan—they are the persons doing such business in in Africa. So it would be best to invite them to come and train our people till to a level where people are able to produce their own. But I think uh, talking of that manufacturing, especially for Africans, is not uh, Africans don't seem to be interested in that business. No, I think it's because of uh, the lack of um, the what can I call it um, favorable favorable 
environment for you to be able but to but get I don't believe that. that's the because case because you don't have capital most just, of the people I, you find I, that will not really have enough capital for for for, for you know it's poverty i think uh, africans in general uh, they had a culture before the colonialism came mm. for instance if there were people who are producing iron and uh, such products swords and all that carvings yeah they were specialized people yeah. and uh, you found that those people left that particular skill to their sons and uh, their families yeah. it was not a skill that was shared across yeah. the community as opposed to asia where they had a market for that yeah. for foundry and forging of those products africa yeah. such such products were produced by specific families yeah. So to date I believe that that culture goes on and on you'll find that Africans don't seem to be interested in I bet they are I've not found an African who wants to invest in a large industry they like, are them you have seen uh, Dangote investing in cement cement yeah, cement, yeah, cement, cement yes cement Dangote product. is a unique case and oil but in so, many cases yeah. I find that Africans would prefer businesses like digital marketing. Uh, Africans are really the problem is the heavy capital that is required for these particular setups. But, so, but uh, that is my own thinking. Maybe yeah, perhaps uh, you would also. I differ uh, with you on that let because us, let banks, us know. Yeah. Africa would prefer banking than setting up an industry or politics. But uh, that. It's a culture that, that, issue. That, that's a whole another different type of for, for a so, long day. But yes, as we speak about that lack of skills and uh, energy and uh, trade barriers, yeah. so we look for solutions. There are many remedies that have been given. Uh, for example, legal legal remedies against uh, dumping. Uh, these are readily available in the form of uh, anti-dumping measures under the international trade law. Uh, however, because of the World Trade Organization does not encourage restriction of a trade, yeah. uh, injury to the market resulting from a sale of imports at low and fair prices in the normal and ordinary course of trade does not have readily uh, available remedies. That is why you'll find a lot of uh, cheap imports uh, coming into the continent of Africa. And uh, of course, at the end of the day, they are much more. You know, they say cheap is expensive. At the, at yeah. the, at the end of the yeah, day, cheap is yeah, expensive. If you buy a lot of uh, small, small products, mm. at the end, if you calculate... Mm. They'll be more expensive than mm. the person who, who bought, who bought a, a, a quality product, product. Yeah. which is expensive. Uh, now the problem arises mm. that you are caught up in a cycle of buy, purchasing these cheap products mm. because you earn too less, mm. so you can't achieve, you cannot buy high quality products, so you are stuck there. And that is why I was saying these trade organizations yeah seem to favor policies yeah. that will always keep Africa on its knees mm. selling cheap raw materials exporting cheap raw materials and importing uh, expen- no, yes, and, and receiving dump the dump goods yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm. And uh, of course, what has been happening is that uh, I would say that the government uh, has a role to play, and also not just the government, but uh, even as you wind up, I would just like to say that the government uh, has a very, very big role to play when it comes to making sure that, uh, you know, it's uh, protecting local industries, uh, because if you do not protect these local industries, then it means at the end of the day, your people do not have a job, there is no employment, you might as well say you're providing like maybe 100,000 jobs when there is a campaign, you know, the campaign period, you'll find many leaders are coming up and saying, oh, uh, when you voters are in the next time, we will be providing about 500,000 jobs or these and that other number of jobs. But 
you have to look at the policies already existing and these policies have to do with the import and the export uh, uh, policies that have been put uh, i would even suggest that there there be quota or an um, uh, can i call it an embargo yeah a quota of products that are coming yeah. in from a given market so that yeah. uh, they are also not coming in to flood your own market and uh, you know displacing your own local traders that would be the most important thing that the government can actually be able to do and also there should be a sense of a pride in local products i have seen the push where we do see made in kenya yeah, well, made in these other country now which is an african country but uh, most of the time because yeah. of the other the other budget that has been put by the other countries you'll find yeah. also their you know so, their products so being marketed the problem the with the business yeah. it's an individual thing for instance if you want to export to china yeah and uh, China says that it's you had the okay, the, the avocado crisis yeah. where Chinese said that they do not want raw avocados to come to their country. Yeah. They wanted processed avocados yeah. or I think peeled avocados yeah. To, yeah. to be to be brought to their country. Yeah. So when you are an avocado exporter, you'll try the best to please your your is buying, yeah. yeah whoever yeah. is buying your client yeah the problem arises yeah. if kenya refuses to do what china wants yeah. for their product yeah say uh, let's assume they kenya, source it from another market yeah let's assume kenya says that china should import such products to its country yeah. um the chinese will also do the same they'll set conditions for them yeah. that are too difficult to reach yeah Good, but I, I think uh, let's yeah. take the Dubai example when they say that Kenyans cannot move into Dubai yeah. if they do not have a bachelor's degree yeah. because just four guys uh, had been mistreated at their airport yeah. at the Kenyan airport. Yeah. So those countries are quick to to react. To retaliate. Yeah. It's a retaliate. However, Africans just uh, Africans don't team. retaliate. Africans yeah. are busy showing our hate so, and that is a problem of the reason have. why we do not retaliate yeah. is because those who are selling these products only me, mind themselves. Let me even tell you why we do not even retaliate. I don't even think it's about it's a, it's a fear that uh, there will be other consequences are coming. Yeah, those consequences. And the fear is also based on our independent our dependence on them because yeah. we depend a lot on them. If that, we did have self sufficiency right here on the African continent, you could as well say uh to yeah, help with it to help with it that is what you would say but now because we do not saying. have our own things we do not have our own systems we have to rely and depend on you know everyone's health system that's what that I'm is saying. why we are always you know showing the team those who are in these businesses big export business yeah will try the best to protect themselves yeah. so whatever condition is set by china or yeah. the west yeah. they'll succumb to that then we go back to neocolonialism yeah. again because that is exactly what is happening nonetheless are we almost winding up uh, with this uh, uh, episode of uh, the african advantage podcast uh, we have been having an important uh, discussion on um, uh, dumping and of course uh, the consequences is also some of the remedies that can be ascribed to this particular problem on the african continent we have seen countries such as nigeria uh, being used as a dumping grounds countries such as kenya being used as dumping grounds and other different uh, nations on the african continent but uh, we do purpose to see something being done by the government and of course also people having a sense of pride in our own local products because if we were firm about uh, buying our own local products and perhaps we might we might also be able to have a remedy towards that uh my name is uh spikes and uh, we have also been uh, with Luxon in the studio today uh, unless you do have uh, some closing remarks i'd like to say thank you for hosting me on this podcast i'm grateful and uh, we'll talk again 
Yeah, thank you. And uh, we hope uh, to continue with the wonderful African uh, compositions of what ha having uh, with the goal of really shaping uh, the direction of the continent of Africa, politically, socially, economically, and in other spheres. Thank you so much. Uh, we hope to catch you next time uh, on the next episode of the African Vantage Podcast. Till then, uh, much peace and love. I want to say, Kwaheri. Thank you.